Welcome to Aussie Ambitions Podcast, where we meet with everyday Aussies that are pushing ahead with their goals and ambitions in life. Join your host, Scott Robert Springer, to explore the future of entrepreneurship, work-life balance, and reaching beyond your comfort zone. So stay tuned for some tips on living life the Aussie way. All right, welcome back to the Aussie Ambitions Podcast. We're going to cover a really exciting topic today. It's the world of modeling. Uh, We've got our guest today. It's Mandy St. George Crow. How are you, Mandy? Hi, good. Thank you. And thanks for having me today. No problem. So yeah, I'll just introduce you as the founder of Q Models. It's a modeling agency based here on the Gold Coast and doing some big things. Um, Could you just tell us a little bit about Q Models? Sure. So Q Models is set up approximately about seven years ago. Um, I needed a job. And having background experience in London, New York, and Sydney, Gold Coast is my hometown, and I didn't like living in Sydney after going back again. And um, so basically I came back home and uh, was looking for a job, I suppose, and then I met up with a team uh, called SAS Management and started doing some helping them out with some of their promotional stuff, and I saw a gap. Basically, there are modeling agents here in Queensland that were operating, um, but some of the talent they had on their books I thought could have been of a higher caliber. So, you know, sat down with them and just went, you know, hey, like, you know, my background is high-end fashion models, so maybe we can do something here. And uh, we came up with the name Q Models, which was QUE, which stands for Queensland. So probably being a Queensland-based agency. And I guess my vision with Q Models was to have high-end fashion. So, because the Gold Coast has had an image of, you know, beach bay, blonde, a little bit tacky to be honest, um, very commercially style. So, you know, with my experience, I thought, you know, and being proud of being a Gold Coaster and wanting to live here and stay here for the rest of my life, I want to do something that and I'm really 100% proud of and have my background knowledge in the industry from pretty much all around the world. So... Hence, Q, we started off with uh, with a few talent and over the years it's um, been, a, been a lot of hard work and um, you're really persevering and it's and I'm really proud of how it's been, how it's growing and how we're operating here on the coast. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love what I do too, so <laughs> it makes it easier. That's, that's brilliant. And, and look, there's going to be a lot of relatable aspects, I think, for people. Again, just to highlight, people listening in would be from outside of Australia mainly okay. and uh, so they'd be curious about... You know, what, what's a typical Aussie model like? Uh, what is a client like? You know, what are the brands? So it's a bit of taste of your world. Um, I don't know, is there a chance you could t- take us into that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So uh, I guess predominantly from the talent side, uh, we have some beautiful looking talent here. So, I mean, I'm a scout as well. So when you're scouting models, they do tend to call it a trained eye. So some people can't see it. It's like I go somewhere shopping with my mom or with my husband and then I'm like, that kid there. And then they're like, what, what? And I'm like, yeah, that one there. So, like, I will literally, if I'm eating lunch, run and jump and chase this kid down. <laughs> and if they're with their parents, I'll always obviously introduce myself. And I've always got my model scout cards on me 24-7 because you never know. Uh, so, yeah, it's, yeah, as I said, it is a trained eye, preferably like having height and a, a good strong face. And, yeah, that comes with time to understand that, I think, so within males and females. And, you know, I'll scout anywhere from pretty much around 13, 14 for girls up to 19 and then usually generally for males 
I'll scout them from around 17, 18, just depending on how they're growing. So because some obviously where everyone's an individual and they they grow and mature at different stages in their lives. So yeah. And then obviously with the client base as well. So it is like predominantly here on the Gold Coast, you have a lot of surf brands because we are a surf, you know, surf culture here. So you've got a lot of the head offices up here. And um but some, you know, some of the models that, you know, that we do have on our books do work quite well with those surf brands. Some other ones that I do scout probably have a bit more of a European look. So they may not work for some of those brands here, but they'll work for perhaps more so like a Sydney, Melbourne clientele. So, but over the years since I've started, I think Queensland's grown a lot here in the fashion industry. So, which is makes, which makes, you know, pretty exciting for me as well. So, um, you know, over COVID as well, we gained a number of new clients as well because they, number one, couldn't shoot and they couldn't shoot models that, you know, they couldn't use. So they had to reach out to other markets, uh, some Sydney and then some here in Queensland. We could provide them with just as good models and just as good photographers up here as well. So so is that just because we were uh, sort of in a safe zone and we could, you yeah. could operate here and yeah, elsewhere correct. they could not, right? Yeah, very much so. So that, that, that's been quite beneficial for us as well. So... And yeah, the clients and honestly, there's um, e-commerce brands up here. So we've got a good base from Sunshine Coast, Brisbane, Gold Coast, and Byron Bay. So a lot of all those little hubs are all becoming, you know, like brands are popping up left, right, and centre. So you know, and I think we've got good models to supply those brands. Jeez, okay. Well, we, again, I appreciate you coming here to share the, some of this stuff with us. You must be busy, busy. Um, I can imagine like a, a typical day for you. You described the scouting. Um, I'm just thinking you must be always, you know, even in your personal life, personal and work, does it all blend together? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a job that becomes a part of your life. That's for sure. So uh, because we, we don't have international travel going on at the moment, that that's taking um, things a lot less as well because sometimes I can have talent that are traveling abroad and you can get a phone call at three o'clock in the morning and, you know, they can't get the key to their house or the, they're not, the agency's not answering or something like that. So that can definitely happen. Um, it, yeah, it does. Like, you tend to live and breathe it. I mean, you, we do a lot of thing, everything pretty much on our emails, iPhones, because um, the whole job is talking texting is a lot of communication between yourself and the client and the client the model because you're the middleman so you're the manager of the talent so you have to make sure they are you know looking after themselves you know communicating healthy they have to speak to you if you know something's going on wrong emotionally so you have to be like a you know parent guidance auntie whatever you know friend a little bit of everything and then we have to relate you know to the clients as well and making sure our talent that we put forward uh you know on time are professional uh that they're trained up before they do go to a job because when you're modeling like you can start modeling and we call that beginning stage uh, development new faces so they're the, the young kids that we scout uh, which we don't do too much with because at the end of the day, I still think kids should be kids and should you know and be out there playing with their friends and modeling I always look at it at that age as a little bit of a hobby um, and then until they finish school because I think school is super important I think for kids to have a focus and you know either get themselves a part-time job as well so they understand a good work ethic um, so I think that you know that's great there and then um yeah, no, I mean, basically, you're taking us really through the um, 
the kind of the touch points that you've got right on a daily basis. So you basically have your uh, yourself as an individual, and then you have a team that you've got to bring people in and a network beyond there. I mean, I'm picturing like photographers, I'm picturing um, locations, I'm picturing lots of different pieces, and I'm just trying to understand how, how do you keep the balance, yeah, between you know yourself personally. And then this life, it's its like a life business, I feel. Kind of, yeah. Like, you, yeah, you tend to, uh, that's true. Like, you live and breathe it as, like, I guess, an agent because you are, like, it does become a family network with your talent because uh, you are, you know, it's the ones that are working all the time. You are dealing with them pretty much on a regular basis. So you have to, you know, it's good to have that good, strong bond and communication. And then, so, you know, they can call you anytime, like it, it, in an ideal world, nine to five would be fantastic, but that just doesn't happen. So, and that's okay because, I mean, I love what I do and I like helping and hopefully trying to be a teacher and the best guidance that I can be for these talent, you know. Um, and then, you know, the other side is obviously with the client base as well. So, you know, maintaining client relationships as well, you know having a chat with them, um, you know, understanding what they're doing and who's shooting. So, you know, then you do have photographer relationships that you have either as friends and, you know, they come to you, you know, as an agency that they prefer that will come. And then so, you, you know, you're going to be chatting with them and then showing them the talent. So you're constantly liaising with different people the whole time. So it doesn't really stop ever pretty much from like when you wake up from six in the morning or check emails, yeah. go for a little walk for time out, then you're back in the office and nine to five-ish and then you might get a little break in the afternoon and then sometimes you've got to finish off a few loose ends for the evening. So as I said, when the international market stop, it starts up again as well, then you have to sometimes deal with that as well. So, And that can be pretty time-consuming as well. So, Wow. So international market, you'd obviously um, – so you're representing Queensland, uh, I guess, the look maybe. That's oh, yeah. We have um, – so with the modelling industry, you have what you call is a mother agency. So a mother agent uh, is the person that either finds scouts and models and nurtures their career process. So, you know, you can have like a number of model, you know, that, excuse me, talent that I'm mother agent to. So we, uh, you know, we are placing them eventually, you know, with perhaps Sydney agencies, perhaps a Melbourne agency. And then when the international market opens, we, we haven't placed either like London, Japan, New York, all around. So, um, and then you have that relationship with those agencies as well to and making sure your model is with the agency that you feel that best fits. Then whilst, you know, they're in that territory, that other agency is looking after them as well. So, but you, you know, you check in liaise and find out, you know, what they're doing exactly and, you know, working on their careers. So, because predominantly as an agency, you know, we're guiding them to hopefully, depending on the kind of model that they are, um, for the best opportunities that they can get with different brands. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I find so fascinating about this this model, and, and as, as maybe the wrong word, but the, the business model of the modeling industry is sort of like the balance between you've got the client need and they want to, um, you know, they, they want to promote their product and, and represent their company and they're bringing in um, talent to support them with that. And then you've got this, the modeling side, which would be, you know, career development and career path. And you've got to look at their aspirations too, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, is there one that uh, do you find yourself waiting, pulling in, putting yourself in one situation more than others? Like, is it, is it more around the nurturing of the talent, and then you just 
you're, and then clients are there, but you just have to play matchmaker a little bit. Yeah, I mean, your talent are probably super important though, because they are with you. As I said, it does become a, a family. Like they are really important, and you know, and I guess you know, knowing their strengths and their weaknesses as well, and really trying to nurture that as well. Sometimes they don't believe in themselves when you can see that. So you do have to, you know, work with them as well. Um, I mean, it is look related, this industry um, predominantly, but then also there's social media that is coming through at the moment with talent um, having their own model profile, but then they've also got a social media profile as well. And that's where clients also are looking at as well. So you're helping to guide them you know, to be professional, how they portray themselves in every, you know, when they're on the job as well as on their social media side as well. So brands and, you know, clients will come to us, you know, from they have seen a girl or a boy on social media and they're like, oh, actually we think that'd be quite well, that'd work for our brands. So, you know, and you've really got to help them make them understand, you know, what what they're doing and how and what products they're promoting as well on social media. So I guess overall trying to, you know, make them look the best and professional that they can to and nurture their career in the long run. Makes sense for yeah. sure. I mean, I, and I think that's better for everyone in that um, the, like, the trust is there and then there's a lot of like that family feel where they feel looked after and um and it's maybe just a healthy balance like the, the the one thing i was wondering about is how from a career path point of view is it become like a part-time start where they've got a a job and then it's like supplemental and they're they're getting to the point where there is full-time modeling work or is it a, a, a firm start of saying, okay, we're doing modeling and we're just going to... Uh, no, no, yeah. It just varies. It really varies. Because right. so, also with the industry, you've got different kinds like of models. So, you know, the old school was, you know, they're five, five foot 11, tall, skinny. So, you know, they, they might be normal on your catwalk stuff. So height, I've noticed over the last probably a good five, five years or so, maybe a bit longer actually, height doesn't seem to be as important for some brands here. So as long as they're in proportion... So, you know, that's def that's like majorly changing. You might have some girls that do predominantly more beauty, so which is, you know, makeup and product because um, they may not have the height, so they may not be the ones that are going to be doing the catwalks, you know, jobs. So, um, yeah, the jobs will, yeah, it'll, it'll very much vary a lot, though, from what they're doing. Is that question yeah. again? No, no, that's fine. It's basically just, just to get a feel for um, that transition between how they have the models build a career for themselves and obviously they're, they're younger, they get scouted, they're coming through, you're encouraging them to do high school and so on. Um, and then perhaps a little bit of job to get some life experience. Yeah. But then modeling, they want to go with it. And I'm yeah. just wondering. Sorry, yeah, from what you're saying there, um, some will take off straight away. It's kind of a small percentage, I think, that do that. It's like any, I always say just some of the talent, like you're like learning to ride a bike. Like when, you know, we, you, when you, you start to learn to ride a bike, it takes time. And that's the thing with the industry as well, because when they are working and shooting, it's all about them in front of a camera as well. So their confidence as well will come off with the brand. So if, you know, predominantly that's selling clothes. So to put a talent in like you know a dress and she's got to move around with that dress and sell that garment so you know that that whole process does take time some can kind of pick it up a little bit quicker than others though um and i guess it depends on their look as well so some you know can have a a, a bit more of a universal look if that makes sense where they can 
they can work for a lot of different brands and it depends on the makeup team and the styling team that's with them as well. So, um, and, you know, and, and availability. Some kids are doing this that are at school. They, you know, do it part-time. Some, have, you know, at university. So sometimes we can do it during the week, sometimes weekends, and some are full-time. And they once that full-time kicks in, they will either be working, you know, in Queensland market or they'll go down to Sydney and go with another agency down there and then start booking for that market there. But then I can also bring them back home with the clients that we have here and go, hey, you know, we've got a job on next week, blah, blah, we need you to fly in, fly back. Yeah, so a lot of them that are working can be quite hectic for them as well. So they can be living on a plane, going back and forward, back and forward as well. So, okay. yeah. Well, now we're getting into the bit of the, the glamour. It sounds like, I mean, when people hear flying in, flying out, they're like, okay, wow, there's... They get tired. <laughs> they get tired. There's, the, there's the, the positives and then there's the challenge of like, it can be pretty exhausting, I imagine. It can be for them, yeah. Like, you know, the money can be quite worth their while, that's for sure. But it is, it does, they do get tired. So, and, you know, I guess... You know, again, you know, they got to have to make sure they're not out partying there because that can be lucrative for some of them <laughs> when they're in that world. Uh, you know, you know, they might go to the clubs and you know, because usually models they'll get free passes in that you know. So, and that's again the part of that nurturing process is making them professional. And you know, you got to shoot the next day. You got to make sure you're home. It's okay to go out and go to an event. You know, maybe one or two drinks, but make sure you're home. You're looking good. Your skin's good. You know, you've got to be on point because if you're not the client's not going to book you again so and it can happen where they rock up <laughs> it can happen yeah right not all the time oh this is what we want we want some of those but, horror stories without yeah, giving away yeah the yeah secrets. you'll get a yeah phone call they, they smell like alcohol and i'm thinking oh no so it does happen not all the time but it can happen so it's just making sure that you know for these kids just to keep reminding them as well. So some, you know, honestly, some are fantastic. Some don't drink either though. So, um, you know, and I actually kind of have noticed a little bit more so in recent years, you know, a lot of them are being vegan as well. So there is a lot more of a health uh, consciousness with um, this generation at the moment, which is definitely a win-win. So just thinking about and that. And the coast as well. Yeah. yeah. No, that's just think about what you described about them going out to shoots and you're you're putting them forward to jobs and then it can go well or there can be some situations. Does that come back to you as the agency oh, God, manager, yeah. like in terms of reputation and you yeah, have to totally. like yeah, yeah. manage that? Yeah, if you you know, if you're supplying models that aren't on their game, then they don't they want they're not gonna they're not gonna want to use your agency. So yeah, every, it's just, you know, it's a whole definitely a whole piece of that puzzle. So with that. So So it's a bit of an education for the model to say, look, this is this has come back to me and this is or, Oh yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. Do you have to. It's you have to give them the feedback. So like any you know, I always like to call it, you know, constructive criticism as well. So if they're not on the game or they're a little bit tired, then we have to look at that though, you know. And sometimes the girls, they, uh, you know, might be low in iron. So, you know, as well. So we have to make sure they're on point, you know, they're tired and like, well, hang on, let's let's hold back for a second. Let's kind of book you out. Let's either go to the doctor and get you sorted first and then you can come back on the job again. So, yeah, and you have to make sure all those elements are covered from them as well. That's yeah, super so important, yeah. 
health yeah. is very important for the talent for sure. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I mean, we've had a few people come through the, the show that have been had an acting background and you get a true appreciation of people that just need to be on. They need to perform. Oh, yeah, at yeah. At that moment. And I imagine modeling would be much oh, the same. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, they're on. That's it. They're in front of the camera. They're the muse. So they have to. And, you know, it's various posing. And, you know, as I said, it's a certain amount of garments that they have to wear on a certain day and they're in and out like, yeah, they have to operate quickly. And you know, time is money for brands. So they want, you know, utilize the best that they, you know, that they can get. So, and, you know, obviously you have breaks and that's for sure. That's all adamant. That's all above board. So, um, but yeah, they, yeah, they definitely have to be healthy and looking after themselves because they can be long days and it's eight hours or, you know, four hours, you know, eight hours and they're sort of standing. Sometimes they're in the heat and it's a hot day yeah, and, you know, the last few days here has been exceptionally hot as well. So I've had a couple of kids going, whoa, it was hot. So, you know, they're going to make sure they're hydrated throughout the day. And obviously the clients look after that as well. And then you get the extreme of cold weather as well. And they're usually shooting opposite um, campaigns in the weather. So in the cold weather, they're shooting swim and then hot weather, they're often shooting winter garments. So oh, that's an interesting little uh, yeah. tidbit of information. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because you see a lot of the uh, the beach shoots and things and it, uh, you, you got to wonder like, are they totally uncomfortable in the sand, in the surf and all that? Do you get, what's the, what's the uh, general impression? Of Depends where the sand shoot? goes. <laughs> Well, we see the big waves come coming, <laughs> I think, waiting for the blooper. Uh, I think most of the time they they, they like they really enjoy it though. Yeah, because I've had a couple of girls like they've either been in you know beautiful wedding dresses or garments, and they're like, oh my god, I feel really bad about this dress. So it's like, hang on, let's worry about yourself. <laughs> so I'm, you know what? I think mostly I think it's a job that love they love doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, do uh, someone that's on the on the right path with modeling? Do they have their choice of jobs? Is it a type of thing? Say, look, I got a video project over here, and I got some some catalog work, and maybe some runway over here. Well, yeah, not really. I mean, not really. Again, it's like you know, learning to ride that bike again. So it's learning to ride that bike, as in you're learning to do different kinds of jobs. So e-commerce, which is when you're shopping online and you see those talent that are like stock standard, that's usually where they kind of start out with, with certain jobs. So just doing very basic poses. Uh, and then it, it, you know, then it graduates to, you know, then, you know, if you get a campaign, so you kind of got little stepping stones in the industry, like you do test shoots first with a variety of photographers and that's where the talent are learning to move in front of the camera and understand their strengths and angles in the camera. Then, you know, you can start booking on e-commerce jobs and they, they are sort of basic stock standard images. Some And like there's obviously video content, then they're learning to, you know, move with the garment um, and then, yeah, then there's so much variety. Like, and then, you, you know, once you're shooting a campaign, that's the goal at the end of the day when you're shooting for modeling is to get a campaign job. So, and that's where we come in as management as well. Like we have, um, you know, we work with the brands and the clients understanding how long the images are going to be used for, uh, who they're shooting with, um, and then, yeah, yeah, how long the campaign will go for as well. So as management, you know, we're always trying to look out the best for our talent as well. So, and have, you know, the, obviously the best rates that they can get. Um, and hopefully the aesthetic of how the style and the shoot and the campaign is going to be like, you know, with some brands, we might say no to for some talent, um, because we really want to keep their caliber up super high. Um, but when you're learning, you kind of have yeah, let's let's do what we can do and learn as much as you can. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's helpful to see kind of the I guess the order of things and like if you're if you've got a big campaign, you've pretty much that's a career milestone, right? Yeah, if if you get a perfume, 
you tick tick <laughs> but that doesn't happen so much here in australia that's more europe and new york you know? okay yeah. so what would be an australian uh, success i'm thinking of some some iconic campaigns you'd have a qantas campaign you'd have like uh, australian oh. tourism yeah, uh, well, yeah. I mean, like, I guess for fashion more so, like you're getting your high street brands. So shooting for like Maya, David Jones, um, well, you know, Sea Folly swimwear, bras and things, um, witcheries, country roads. So that's a great campaign to have as well for because you basically with the talent they're growing their book. So when you start out, like you know, they've got like a portfolio which can be online or an actual book. Um, we, you know, you're trying to build that up. So the more imagery and campaign work, the more elite you become as a model and also working, those brands are usually working with the top photographers as well. So once you get those models working for those brands, working with the top photographers, that really elevates their book and their profile up as a model as well. So, and then that's when they're becoming to, and can come a bit of a name for themselves as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, so just, again, for people. Which just, can take years, to mind you. It takes yeah. time. Yeah. It does. So just for people not at all familiar with the the landscape of things here, is there a, a big name fashion model that you would mention? Say, okay, everyone should know this name because she's she's done well or he's done well. Oh, gosh, you know, from like from what era? <laughs> I mean, Elle McPherson back in the day was yeah. always, that was, you know, who I always loved as a model. Like she was an Australian iconic model. Then over the years, like, uh, you got Gemma Ward as well. She, she's been a big model. Um, you know, God, there's, 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 a, there's a number of them. Maybe, I guess it's more around, I'm thinking of the Instagram era. So, you know, like we're, because that really changed things a lot, I'm, I'm sure. Has, it's, yeah. It's sort of that direct, people can see or, 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 Aspiring models can actually start to market themselves and put themselves out there. Yes. Um, so I'm interested in that little shift as well. Yeah, that's that's kind of happened the last, yeah, maybe about five years or so um, when it was coming through. It was like, okay, what's happening here? <laughs> and it's like, you know, you got to jump on the bandwagon as well. And um, the good and the bad, I think, that has come from it, um, you, you know, because basically when you're like we've had modeling, it's you're always sort of protecting the model. But once you're on that platform, it does expose you to people contacting talent directly. Um, so that that side of it, you know, we always say to the models, you know, if someone's contacting you, just speak to the agency because you have to have, be, you know, be careful of who is contacting. And if they don't contact an agency, they're probably not the kind of client or person or photographer that you actually want to deal with um, because once they know they contact the agency, they're probably going to say no to them as well. So, um, you know, social media has like, it's crazy. It's grown so much and sometimes and some clients purely look at their social media talent, then their books sometimes online. So and that's what I was saying before, like it, you definitely have to help guide them, make sure they're being professional as they can be. Uh, you know, again, with some of the following, yeah, you know, that, that that's such a, a big thing as well. So because it's also opened up other clients as well. So from predominantly like a, just a standard model booking, you've got brands who everything's becoming digital content these days. So you're not necessarily um, – getting sorry yeah so like i guess like you know marketing companies are uh, basically not putting so much money into print these days or billboards it's all becoming digital right. so those talent that have large followings is can and is becoming important because that's another market that they're getting as well so you know from you know there might be a yogurt brand or some sort so that are you know coming in to sell a product 
So just, um, just to say it's them as an influencer? Yeah, them as an influencer as well. So then they have to, because they might have like, you know, 100,000 following, um, but depending on the percentage of, you know, male, female followers, um, what their engagement is like, um, what they, well, you know, how many hits they're getting or they, because when you have, create a business profile, they've got certain various insights. So clients want to see that as well. So to make sure if we're, you know, you say you're getting $100 for that, then they're like, oh, okay, we want to see the stats. So is it going to be worthwhile for their client base as well? So, you know, when it did first start saying people, some people were buying followers and all else through the algorithms has changed everything as well. So with, you know, talent that have, you know, say like 100,000 following, um, depending if they're a girl or boy, like if it's a girl, you'll find a lot of them have male followings, um, which isn't beneficial for a female clothing brand. So you say they've got, you know, like 10% female followers, like clothing brands going to go and you've got 90% men. Well, that's not quite our market there. So I guess the engagement as a female, you do want to have more female followings as much as you can. I mean, that's that's some good advice that you're just offering up. Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, is that something that you do? There is an education step when you're coaching these girls or guys coming through, saying, "Look, uh, well, this is how it all works." It's changed so much through these algorithms as well. So definitely, yeah. Well, of course, like we, I definitely guide some of the girls to do makeup tutorials, uh, do things that girls want to see. Uh, you know, every guy loves seeing a girl in a bikini, you know, <laughs> so that's, I think, where that following has got quite large, you know. So, uh, yeah, definitely guiding more on the fashion-based angle and do things that girls, yeah, basically want to see other girls doing. So, yeah. yeah, no, I think it's just, like you said, it's a platform, it's a tool, and whether oh, God, yeah, whether yeah. it's here, I mean, Facebook's kind of got, a, you know, a bit of a, it's evolved, let's just say it's not as hot. No, no. For, for brands and... Yeah, I maybe, I don't know what kind of brands. Yeah, it depends, right? For it's, fashion, I think, not so much let's anymore. Let's just say it's basically. matured and, and you got TikTok that's kind of... Yeah, TikTok is becoming quite huge. It's, massive. it's quick and nobody really knows how to... I mean, you can get big quickly, but you don't know how to monetize on it. Yeah. All this kind of stuff. And I think brands are they probably conservative. What's your experience with brands? Are they are they kind of risk averse or are they going for it and they want to do something I edgy? Think, uh I think that I think they, I think sometimes they they do have to play it pretty safe though. I think um, it depends on the brand. See, we're mainly, well, I mean, with our models, like we we're kind of dealing from a variety of brands. So from, you know, fashion, clothing labels, jewelry brands. You do get some. Uh, you do get some other things like you know vitamins as well. But the talent also generally you have to believe in what they're promoting as well so that's a big thing as well so you might have sally that you know someone's saying to her you know have this coffee brand and she's like i don't drink coffee you know so she's not going to promote that so and you know and i think some possibly talent do but it, it has to be authentic i think for it to work um Rather than them going, oh, here's coffee, you know, you should eat, drink this or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So I really think, yeah, with, with the talent, they have to be, they believe, they have to believe in the product. Okay, that's interesting. So because it eventually becomes part of their portfolio, and if there was some kind of really staged shoot that they just weren't on board with, they wouldn't be proud of it. Or yeah, I think so. Like yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. Because I mean, I'm dealing, I'm dealing with this pretty much every day. So <laughs> yeah, and you know, when a brand comes, I always say, you know, telling, are you interested in this? You know, is this something you believe in? And then they're either going to say yes or no. So oh, cool. Yeah. One of the things that is actually just particularly interesting for me, and I think the audience listening is, so we've got a lot of entrepreneurs listening and people that are trying to be, that are self-starting and creating something. And you mentioned e-commerce, so. 
Well, there'd be a lot of people that uh, e-commerce can quickly, you can quickly start something and Correct, get yeah. going, right? Correct, you've got to maintain it. Um, yeah. but, and their budget's probably smaller and so on, but there's still a need to showcase product, right? Of course, yeah. Um, so is it the type of thing that, is, is there a, are models and modeling, is the model industry accessible to those kind of smaller players that are of just course. starting out? Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But the thing is, you know, they might want micro-influencers depending on where their market is. So, you know, you might have, say, a Gold Coast brand um, selling, you know, beach chairs of some sort and they're a local market, so they want what they call the micro-influencers. So they're either the girls that are starting up in that age group that, you know, they might have like a minimum 10,000 to 80,000 or so. So they can either give them product or, you know, and then send them and maybe pay them a small fee of some sort to get that going. So, oh, yeah, so it's 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 covers for all, yeah, definitely, definitely. My, you know, as I said, you know, the girls that are starting up, and then the new brands, they can work quite well together, you know, yeah. That's cool. I mean, all this is really actually um, interesting to see the interconnectedness of it. Like you've got the modeling industry and you've got great experience there, but then you've got the client side, you understand that. And, oh, definitely, yeah. And then the the coaching and the mentoring model modeling themselves. Like is there a, a future for the business where you might go in that direction, a bit more like consulting or? Uh, possibly, yeah, possibly, definitely. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think so. There could definitely be that chance. But, I mean, I think, like, I do enjoy that angle, I guess, of understanding what the clients want as well. So different brands will go for certain de different looks, you know. So I can, you know, have, uh, you know, I might have, like, a surf brand come in. I'll go, right, I've just got this girl. You know, you've got to have a look at her. So, you know, we think she's going to be perfect for your brand. So and she might be a bit more of a blondie, you know, that kind of a bit more beachy look and then but you know I might have another client that's you know got uh luggage wear some like leather you know cool and they might want someone that's perhaps a little bit more brunette or so that looks a little bit sharper for their products because they might be looking for that luggage international travel so um yeah I mean I think I'll I'll still stay possibly on the model side um i mean we you know instagram is growing and growing constantly so i guess it's it's also being on top of it and understanding what is changing each time like especially through algorithms and then another brand comes you know as i said like you know your tiktoks come in through so but um i think for product selling instagram and the modeling industry goes pretty much quite hand in hand as well yeah i think it's it's a really strength it's a strong platform yeah um yeah, look, I mean, I think it's, it's neat to see the way it's evolved and, and where it might go. Um, I think being here in a, I think the location can help a lot. I mean, you, is there an influx of people coming to Queensland, do you feel, or like say from the bigger city? So I lived in Sydney for 10 years or so. Okay, yeah. So I, I, I feel you there. Like the lifestyle is not necessarily the life here. Yeah, um, lifestyle is so much better here. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's good to celebrate that. But I yeah. think, yeah, I mean, I think so. Um Pretty obviously with COVID as well, people sort of realizing being in the city as well and going to the office every day and like perhaps that's changed for some industries. Uh, I think, you know, being here on the Gold Coast, it is growing. And then obviously, you know, that and we're hearing that people are moving up from Sydney, Melbourne, like monthly, there's like 8,000 or something. I don't know the correct number, but I heard that recently. Uh, or some are, you know, moving to northern New South Wales as well. So, um, which is that kind of Sydney market, which is kind of coming closer up here, which is opening up that market here a little bit further here for Queensland. So, um, I mean, I think living here in Queensland 
it's, it's amazing. Yeah, and it is. It's, it's, it is. Like Brisbane's becoming such a massive city now as well. Um, and I think, you know, having though that city element is, you know, seeing Gold Coast perhaps, you know, like, you know, like, you know, it, it was known as like a beachy town, but now I think they're taking people serious now as well. It's like, hang on, we are, you know, yes, we have had this lifestyle, but we've got, you know, we've got a lot to offer here and we're constantly growing. So yeah, that's neat. And there might be other emerging cities where the same type of thing happens, you know, like the, to shift away from the big cities to just, you know, some of the more lifestyle area and then things can flourish there as long as people enjoy the work. Yeah, um, yeah. You know. But, you know, I mean, our office is in Mermaid, so we can walk outside on a summer's day and go grab a coffee that's, you know, down near Mermaid near the beach. And, you know, over the time I've had like lunchtime go, you know, I'm just going to jump for a swim and surf. Are you? Like, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you've had that and it's hot outside, like it's like, hey, let's go for a quick little have an hour to myself, go for, you know, go for a dip, come back in and sit back in the office again and finish off the day. Yeah, nice. So th somewhere along the line, you um, you just worked that in, right? You, you created the business. Um, you decided that uh, this is part of what you wanted. You wanted a beachside office location, and you, you yeah, went for it. yeah, pretty much. So like you know, I guess the uh, you know the busy side of big cities, and then yeah, and then you know you come back home, and I'm like, I could actually ride to work if I want today. And, you know, and then I can drive, I can ride my pushy, or you know, on the way home I go for a swim and. You know, can't complain. Well, in the morning, start your day off and go down to Burley and just, you know, and start the day, you know, six or seven in the morning and just smell that beautiful ocean air and then feel revived and go, right, I'm pumped for the office now. So that's my morning done. And then, yeah, so I think the lifestyle here is phenomenal. Yeah, nice. I think people are going to pick up on, you mentioned pushy. Do you want to tell? Oh, pushy. <laughs> push bike. Cycle. <laughs> yeah, push bike. I still, I still think that's a bit cute. It's a cute it's, name. Yeah. Or, you know, someone going on the skateboard or you're skating or, yeah, yeah. or you roller skates or you roller blades or, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, yeah, neat. Look, I think the definitely need to hear about all the things that you've built and created and what you're doing with it. You know, um, in, in terms of how, if people wanted to get started with modeling, uh, that's probably where a lot of people will come into this conversation saying like, yeah, I, I feel like I could go down that path. Do you have any yeah. thoughts about how people uh, get started? Yeah, I mean, I get parents ring up the agency or, uh, you know, it is, a, you know, it is a selective look that we do go for. Um, you know, if, if there's someone that's interested in the industry, we basically just get them to either email photos of themselves or of their son and daughter, uh, and then we'll generally get back to them and let them know if they've got a look that would suit us, that we, we'll get them in the agency and sit down and have a chat with them and sort of explain it a little bit to them. And it's also how they photograph as well. So that's all about how you photograph because generally like that's um we can't really do our job without photos and that's what modeling is is taking photos of them and selling them to you know that's what brands look for for the right look to sell their garments so yeah i think on your website you have it clearly outlined like you know both boys and girls kind of yes. the, the look the feel what the clients might be looking for it helps people um, yeah, figure yeah. Out. but that's and that's sort of like a high fashion type of a uh, yeah, there's yeah, above. yeah, and there's you know there's other agencies out there that do <coughs> excuse me every, like everyday models, which is you know I think that's a good that's a great element as well. So <coughs> excuse me, sorry, um, you know, and there's you know there's agencies that have curve models as well. So uh, yeah, there's different kinds of agencies for different kinds of looks. So yeah. so um, what, one of the questions I wanted to see if we can catch you on was um, obviously you work with lots of different people with different levels of experience, but. Um, have you ever heard or chatted with a model that came in with some really bad advice? So someone has guided them down the wrong path and I don't know, they've just 
they thought they should be doing it this way, but you're like, where did you learn that from? Uh, like I've had this, you know, I think I've spoke to some girls that, you know, the agency sent them overseas and they didn't have a proper agency to go to when they went there. And I almost was mortified. I'm like, how can someone do that to you? So, um, yeah, I, I just think depending on like their agency, like you've got your reputable agencies and they're the one, like it's a small industry um, where everyone, well, it, within Australia, it's, it's, it's like a small amount of, agencies that we have here and everyone sort of tends to know everyone with as in the bookers and the agents so and we all most of us sort of generally work together some agencies we don't work with because it's just how it is um but yeah sorry i kind of forgot what the question was (laughs) oh like just get just getting a feel for how um how it fits with other people like other agencies and them getting experience and then you having to um, you see their potential, but they come in with some bad habits or or they don't have a good work ethic or something. Like oh, that. yeah. If they don't have a work, good work ethic, we've kind of nipped that in the bud straight away. So <laughs> a bit of a Mandy boot camp. Or yeah. A... Yeah. It's like, come on, you know, come on, you know, think about it, what, you know, what you're doing. So, and it doesn't go too far if they're within it, if you're placing them, you know, or, with another agency in another state they have almost just the same almost higher expectations so if you're not pulling you know your weight you got to make them understand um so we try it can happen occasionally um but we try not to make that yeah we try not to make make a habit out of that though yeah makes sense um the other one i was thinking is uh, again people uh, who are considering their career path and they're going to start seeking things out they'll go to the q models website they'll go to another website they'll go to classified ads there's lots of sort of a darker side to it okay um any thoughts or uh cautions in that area i mean it's really just someone's posting something like oh we're hiring for a model for this shoot please reply and yeah they go from there. yeah no and it's it, that's really tainted a lot of the industry and i put a lot of fear into people i think with that as well so i think you know, if anyone is going to an agency, you make sure you have a look at their books or, you know, you speak to other, you know, you Google online, you see, or you have a look at their Instagram, <laughs> their social media, to see what they're actually that they're doing and that it's professional. So, you know, yeah, I think, you know, any ads in the paper, I don't know. I mean, to be with an agency, you don't need to pay to be with an agency. We look at it as an investment, so we'll put the time into you. Um, and, you know, it can take, you know, two or three or four years until, like, you know, they can start making money. So, you know, we don't expect money from that because we see a certain look in the talent and we we can nurture that with time to know that eventually when they're at the right age and the right maturity level, it, you know, it's going to work for them. So, yeah, so just... <laughs> You know, I think some people really want it uh, and there might be, you know, like an agency that, you know, looks after extras or actors, that kind of angle. I think they're better off going down that way. Um, you know, some parents want their kids to do modelling, then again look for a, a decent reputable agency that actually have kids on there. But, you know, children for modelling, it's very, very minimal here in Queensland. Like any of those uh, children that are getting booked on, like, you know, you, God, you came up, saw your big Ws. Most of that's done in Sydney anyway. So, again, I think some parents get sucked into that, which is a real shame um, because there's just not a really big market for it, though. But, yeah, yeah, I think they have to be careful. Sure, and I think this is the age of transparency. Like, it's pretty hard to... Uh you know, hide or do anything dodgy. Like, like you said, just look people up. Um, yeah, look people up. Yeah, you know, 100%. and same with excuse me, same with the photographers as well. So again, you know, we have a duty of care when you know when we're shooting with them. We have to make sure we know them. You know, no girls under the age of sixteen. I don't like putting them in bikinis or anything like that. You know, because again, 
that's not right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's helpful to just you know make sure there is clear guidelines around that stuff, so it's not just uh, so wild. And I mean, entrepreneurship's good. I like the people going for it, but yeah, it's obviously um, just what's healthy and right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Industry. Yeah, hundred percent. So I mean, you know, like you know that side. You know, Instagram is that entrepreneurial side with some of the talent as well. Like, in, you know, you can see them. You know, it's a, you know it's a it's a platform for themselves, but it, you know it can be a platform for them to make some money from it though as well. So. Well, that, that might be a good place to wrap up, actually. I was just on the concept of entrepreneurship and, and modeling and yourself being an entrepreneur, there's sort of this like magic triangle where you could actually um, see the potential in people to be a model and a successful model, but then perhaps take an entrepreneurship journey from there. Do you? It, what's the overlap between entrepreneurship and modeling, do you think? Yeah, I think it's your own brand, really, at the end of the day. So, um, you you know, there are, you know, models out there that we know their names, you know, like you can't, you know, like Kate Mosses to, you know, as I said, like the Young McPherson's before or the, you know, Bella and Gigi Hadid. So, and, you know, Gigi Kardashians, you look at them and, you know, Kendall Jenner. So, they've had, obviously, they've been on TV show, mind you, as well. So, the Kardashians, so, but um you know, I think with the modeling, it's how you portray yourself. Um, and, you know, and I guess working with the brands um, and, you know, maintaining your, your following. And it is being active on your social media, which can take a lot of pressure as well. So, um, you know, having engagement, social engagement, asking those questions and because that's part of how the algorithms are changing and making sure your feed is on the top of the page. So, so you get noticed more. So, yeah. so yeah. So for, you know, for the, for the kids wanting to do that and some do a great job at it though. And, you know, some are not that, you know, interested in where they're just happy to sort of do the modeling jobs where others are like, yep, yep. You know, I want to keep working hard on my following. So, cause they, that can be another profitable side from that as well. And there are also like other agencies out there that do purely focus on social media talent, getting them, you know, uh, campaign work with, you know, say strain tourism or so. And so that there is that market there as well. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. Well, it's definitely one to watch. Um, I guess for people to check out your website, do you want to tell us what that is? Yeah. So it's www.qmodels.com. And if anyone's interested in modeling, you can feel free to email at info at qmodels.com. And it's all on the website there as well. Excellent. All right. Well, appreciate your thoughts on the fashion and the entrepreneur world. Yeah, Thank no you very problem. much, Mandy. No worries. Thank you, Kyle. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Aussie Ambitions podcast. We appreciate your support and welcome your input. So if there is a topic that you would like to see covered, please let us know via our website, aussieambitions.com or any of our social media accounts. And please subscribe to receive all of our updates. We hope that you picked up some helpful tips helping you to get to where you want to go. And if you've got a story to tell and are able to come for a visit, definitely get in touch.